Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another Breakdown bonus episode. The trio has reunited for another recording. We've got ex-coworker Justin. Yeah. And also ex-coworker Lexi, who I never once called coworker Lexi for some reason, but Lassie is also here. We should have been exes from the start of the breakup breakdown. No, it's funny. It's like now I I host this thing with a bunch of my exes. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the ones that I like, at least. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if you host it with other exes, it could be probably pretty awkward talking about relationship stuff. Y- yeah, you guys have the healthiest relationships I have ever had. Somebody did recommend that I start The X Talk. It's like this book. If you're a reader, if you're on Book Talk, you've probably seen it. And it's like two people who pretend to be exes start some kind of podcast. And I'm like, I love that book. I don't have an ex that would be down to do that. So I just need to date somebody who wants to be a podcast host and then I can profit off of it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least if you go into it both understanding what's about to happen, then everyone's on the same page and you're good to go. Yeah. Speaking of new endeavors, we're actually planning a breakup breakdown brunch for the middle of June. I think the date that we're looking at is the weekend of June 10th. So if you live in the Atlanta area or if you're in like a drivable distance, definitely pencil it in. Nothing's official yet, but we're thinking about doing a fun little get together where you would basically just come pay for your own meal and hang out with us. Or not like us, but like hang out with me. But like <laughs> us and then like the heartbreakers. Dustin will be busy raising a literal child. So it'll probably just be me. And But anyway, let's start getting into the breakdown of this episode, which was one of my favorite ones to actually record. I categorized my interviews into ones where it's sort of like me just sitting along for the ride with a story. And then there are others that feel more like a conversation. And with talking to her, I feel like the overarching message that came out of this episode was just having the courage to make a big decision, whether that's having the courage to actually decide to leave somebody once you have the evidence that they've cheated on you, having the courage to get a protective order against somebody, or just having the courage to recognize what's happened to you in your relationship and be able to to look it in the face and grow stronger from it. So that's what we're going to be talking about on this week's breakdown episode. So let's start from the beginning. So in this story, she talked about how the first signs of toxicity were her getting gaslit. She was in this relationship with this guy and a couple of her friends came to her with some concerns. They're like, hey, he slapped me on the ass and he sort of touched me in a way that didn't feel good. And he gaslit her into thinking that it wasn't actually something that happened. She didn't break up with him at that point, which I can understand. Like if you don't have tangible evidence that something's happened, you're not just going to dump somebody because of that. But I do think it's interesting. It kind of made me think about how we're always willing to put our significant others truth over our friends. I have talked to my friends about guys that they've dated that I don't like and things that really rub me the wrong way about them. I always kind of feel like my observations are pushed to the side. And I wonder if you guys feel the same way where you feel like people are more inclined to believe their boyfriend, girlfriend, or whoever's truth over their friends. I mean, I I can totally agree with this. I think this is probably like the wrong thing to make about it. You know how it's like once you tell your mom about it, that it's real. You know how people say that. I know the same thing when it comes to your friend. I have taken back an ex in situations where my friends are like, what the hell are you doing? And it's almost to the point where I stopped wanting to like share the information about it. But I created that monster. They were the ones I went to and said, my relationship's the worst. I'm miserable. I'm sad. I'm all of these things. But when you're in it and you're in love and you're happy and you want to be with that person, you're weak to that information. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of people are different to their friends than they 
they are in a relationship. And a lot of people change because of their relationship. Over the weekend when I was visiting Florida, I have like a set of friends who we noticed that like the one girl's not hanging around the group anymore. And I asked, I said, can I just ask that like nobody like her new boyfriend? And my one friend was like, like, how'd you know? And I said, well, she just seems like the type of girl who like always was down for whatever. And now the boyfriend's taking her away from everything. So do we like not like this guy? And that's the thing. Like now we're pointing blame on the problem. We don't like him, all of these things because she's changed because of it. I think just that you tend to friends, if they notice problems and cracks in their friendship because of their relationship, they're definitely going to be the ones to be like, oh, well, X, Y, and Z happened. And I kind of agree with that. I know Nicole's friends when she's upset with me, they hear her side of the story of that situation with sometimes might be skewed to make them look right if both parties are wrong. You know what I mean? So like her friends in those scenarios hear the bad or hear the frustration that Nicole might have. So her friends in that scenario might be a little skewed. So when something does go wrong, you know, you only know the bad stories or you hear more of the bad stories of why you're frustrated. So the friends might feel that way. Now, this is the this is the thought I had when you were saying that that might be the controversial part is it should be your significant other over friends. Whoa, Justin, getting controversial. Well, at the end of the day, if you two are going to be life partners for the rest of your life, it's you two versus everyone else. It's you should now, like I like you said, in a situation where you're getting gaslit or it's toxic, that's where you have to be able to realize that stuff. But I would expect that Cole would trust me over her friends if they're saying something or if we're at a disagreement and I would do the same for her. So like, you know, when you when you two are ride or dies are like that, you should take that into consideration. Now, that's where it becomes, that's why there's movies and shows and show topics about this where the guy or girl is taking advantage of that trust and that's when the friends do have to say that but that's where friendships are lost and friendships of frustration come in or like Lexi was saying you feel like they totally changed um I I went through a situation like that where Nicole and I like I was going out all the time with my friends we would go out to the bars we'd be drinking every night and then I met Nicole and I'd much rather at that point stay home with Nicole and all my friends were doing the man you change you don't go out anymore you don't want to do this and I was like I was going out because I was trying to meet somebody I've met somebody now like I'm good I'll come out and party with you and celebrate but I'm good so there is a little bit of that too where like sometimes the change that people are perceiving could be a good thing I know in this scenario and in the episode scenario it's not a good thing so that's why I feel like it can be controversial because it can be a touchy subject so Justin if you think that you should always place your significant others truth or opinion over your friends I don't disagree with that I just want to know your opinion either just Justin or both of you at what point in the relationship do you do that is it from day one when you start dating them or is there a period of time or a talk that you have to have with your significant other before you can start placing that kind of priority on them I think it's a case-by-case basis but I also think that's part of the growing pain of the relationship as the relationship gets stronger and you go through situations where maybe you trust your friends over them or you pick going out with your friends over them that's where like the relationship struggles Nicole and I used to get into arguments when I would pick to go out with my friends over staying in and watching a movie with her she didn't want to make me pick her over my friends and she was okay with me going out but if I did it like for three weekends in a row that's when things were like hey would you rather just go out you know so I feel like it's a it's a case-by-case basis it's a situation by situation basis but after multiple installments of those things eventually you'll realize you can trust them or you'll realize you can't and that's where I think relationships would end or should end at that point Lexi 
see. I think there's a line. I think it really depends what you have. Justin said case by case what you have riding on the relationship. When me and my ex last tried to get together, she made a lot of comments on how she hates how my friends feel about her. And I said, you know, like, I can't belittle their opinions because they were there for me a lot of times that you were. Yeah. Like, I would say that to her. Oh, you know, oh. I, yeah, I literally said to her, I was like, yeah, you can you can feel any type of way about the situation, but my friends picked up the pieces that you didn't want to. But there were also times where I was like living with my ex and I, it, at that point, I had a, my life was riding on that situation. We were locked in a lease. I was there. I was stuck. I couldn't move. So when my friends were like, hey, you know, we don't like this, this, and this, I said, okay, well, these are things I have to work out in my relationship because of what I have riding on. If Justin's friend said, hey, we don't like this about your wife, and he's like, well, look how much I have invested in this, so I have to work it out. I'm inclined to share that opinion. So for me, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I think you have to earn that kind of priority in my life. I think you have to, over a period of time, prove to me that you should be the most important person in my life. And vice versa, I should be doing the exact same thing. Is that going to be a situation that happens after one week? Probably not. But if I've been dating you for six months and you've consistently shown to me that you're somebody that I should be inclined to trust over other people or right. should want to work towards having that kind of commitment in general, that to me is where it would make the most sense. Also, you could be years and years and years down the line and then suddenly that person is doing multiple things to make you realize they are no longer doing that. And it's like, okay, what changed? You know, or, or is it like we've talked about relationships? Are you getting something out of maybe going out? Not even cheating, just going out. Are you getting something out of that that you're not getting with me and blah, 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 blah. You go down the line. So I agree. Relationship is consistently choosing each other, consistently proving to each other that you choose them. And then acts of kindness in between sprinkled in for some like little cherry on top moments. <laughs> Obviously, this is the breakup breakdown. So this relationship just continues to dissipate. Those are the first signs of toxicity. And then she finds actual proof that there's been infidelity going on. She found earrings in this drawer that he said, don't go into. It's this really ominous drawer of just tchotchkes. And then she finds a Valentine's Day card where this woman is like, I love you so much and I want to be the mother to your child and all these crazy things. And what I, what I think separates this story from a lot of the ones that we've put out is that she actually saw the signs of infidelity and made a very quick decision. She's like, uh, I'm out of this relationship now. I'm done. And I think that that's a really great example of somebody who knows that there's better out there. And I think that's one of the reasons I want to continue to do this podcast is because I need people who have gone through experiences like that telling the listeners there's better for you out there. You deserve more. So Lexi, I know you're my resident cheating correspondent. I'm sorry. Anytime I have a, a, an episode that deals with the gays or cheating, I'm like, Lexi, yes. <laughs> I want to know from your perspective, because we've talked about how even when you knew infidelity was going on, you weren't inclined to want to end the relationship. I want to know from your standpoint, what was it about finding out there was cheating going on where you were willing to stick it out? What was it about that experience that you thought I can work through this? Here is the biggest thing that I can say when it comes to anyone questioning, why didn't you leave? Why don't you want to leave? Why don't you know that you can do better? Why don't you know all of these things? The biggest thing I can say, I didn't want to be cheated. I wanted to be in the relationship. I wanted it to work. I was faithful. I was invested. 
and and I put love into the relationship. So that's the thing. It's like, you know, has anything ever happened to you? You didn't get something for Christmas that you really wanted or you wanted to be able to buy something, but you didn't have enough money. I wanted the relationship to work and something went wrong that was out of my control. And that's the thing. It's like sometimes you can only be so good to someone that you're hoping that they didn't mean it or they didn't want to or they made a mistake or, you know, it was an accident or you know, they, they knew how they felt like it had to happen so that they could know what they had. You know, there's always some excuse on the table, but that's the thing. It's like they come to this conclusion, they do these things and they hurt you, but you still feel the same. On a Tuesday, your relationship's perfect. And on a Wednesday, you find out you're cheated on. Your heart didn't change. There's it. You're not choosing to change your heart. You're making yourself change your heart because of X, Y, and Z. You're at a job and once a year you get a raise and you walk into your boss's office and you're like, I really need this raise because like I need to feed my family. And he says, oh, well, we're actually not giving raises this year. You're choosing to stay at, you wanted to stay at the job, but now it's no longer working for you. I love that perspective because it makes so much sense. It's like, here I was just minding my own damn business, just trying to be in love and happy. And here you go fucking around and ruining the relationship. Like I didn't ask for that. Like I, I never thought about how unfair it would feel. I always thought that if I was cheated on, I would feel hurt and disgusted and bleh, but that's a really interesting way to put it it was unfair it's like if someone just came across the hall and just slapped you across the face it's like well i was just minding my own damn business and you came up here and literally hurt I, can, no reason. I can put it in a million perspectives you're an all-star for athlete and you have the biggest game of your life next week and you break your arm it's like i served that i didn't want to go through that i didn't mean for this to happen what did i do that caused this i wasn't doing anything stupid a car hit me and i broke my arm so that's the hardest part is like you have to be like okay i I have to tell myself, look at what happened. Now I have to change my feelings when I was putting work into this. And doesn't that come down to a, a, a self-confidence thing? Like if you have the self-confidence to go, man, this sucks. I was putting all the, my effort into this. I deserve better than what you're giving me. So that's why I'm leaving because I was putting in 100% and you were only doing 33 or you or you were putting 100, but then you took 50 of it and put it into somebody else. So now I'm now I know I deserve better. I'm out. Yeah. And that's thing. And Justin, I'll say it. I've said it. I've said these words to my ex. It's like sometimes you want to say like, I deserve more. I deserve better. I deserve someone else. But a lot of you will also feel like, no, I also deserve for you to be like, hey, I did you wrong. I want to be with you. I'll be better. So much of me wants to say, oh, I can't wait until I just need somebody who just makes me feel nothing else is ever worth it. But so much of me also wants me, wants my ex to just be like, I was wrong. I know it's so cliche that for me to tie something back to Taylor Swift. But Lexi, when you were talking about that, it reminded me of the bridge in the song babe. I feel like in the bridge, it really dials on to the fact that it was a cheating relationship, whatever Taylor's singing about. And there's a line that says, I hate that because of you. I can't love you, babe. That to me sums that up perfectly. Like, I hate you for doing this because I want to love you, but I can't because I need to respect myself mm -hmm. enough to leave. That's a really interesting, interesting way of putting it. Back to the thing about your friends is like people love to be like, oh, like, can't you just like get over it? and all those things? And it's like, nope, we were both proceeding in the ways I was proceeding. Our relationship, this one and a half. Yeah. Okay. So she ends up leaving the relationship and now she has to co-parent with this guy. And she had this horrible moment where she went over to his house to either pick up their child 
child or to, to drop them off. I can't remember. And she walked in on him and his now, well, I think they're broken up now, but at the time, his girlfriend, his mistress, whatever you want to call it. And she had this moment where it all clicked. She had no idea who this person was up until she saw it. And then it was like, oh my gosh, looking back on the last couple of months or last couple of years, there have been moments where this person has gotten really close to us. She's babysat for our child. Mm. He came and visited us at the hospital when I gave birth. And so, Lexi, I'm curious if you had any inkling of who said person was when you got cheated on or if it was one of those things that when you found out, it was like, oh, that actually makes sense. Uh, yes, I did. My ex's close friend yep. was the one, you know, when it finally all pieced together for me and things weren't adding up, how I found out was I called my ex and said, hey, you know how you're really close with so-and-so? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, how would they feel if they know you spent the weekend with me? And that's when things blew up. I mean, you just have to like trust your gut. You know, I'll be honest with you, like in same-sex relationships, it's very hard because like there are people who are friends and and there are people who are more than that. And, you know, it's like, I've made the comment, good luck to everybody bisexual out there because there is no narrow play. Like the whole world is like an option there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, don't ignore those things. And I've said it a million times. It's like, if something feels off, it's because it is. You know, I've gotten in arguments with my ex where she's been like, well, you nitpick everything and you question me and all of these things. I said, yeah, but I've never been wrong. <laughs> Yeah. And that's exactly what she said at the end of the episode when she was giving advice is she was like, trust your gut. So if you're listening to this and you think maybe there's some infidelity happening, it's a good, like you should audit the people in your life, like even the people you wouldn't expect not to make anybody paranoid. But if you really do think something's going on, it's probably pretty likely that it's somebody that you know or the person that you are suspecting. And I think this episode was the perfect example of that is this person was trying so hard to be her friend or at least friendly with her. And I feel like that was almost a way of overcompensating for what was going on behind the scenes. And also, it's a really scary, traumatic experience as well. We've talked about how getting cheated on can cause a, a type of PTSD. And so actually, like having to see that person face to face that your partner has cheated on you with, I can only imagine the trauma. But speaking of getting into more serious topics, the way I got this submission was that it was somebody who had noticed some weird signs of their relationship just from an outside perspective while they were at work. And Justin, it reminded me of the situation we had with our coworker where we wish we could have gone back knowing what we know now and actually done something about it. And I thought it would be a good a good chance for like the next minute or two to just talk about some of the things that we witnessed at work that maybe we wish we could have done differently. For example, I remember with this coworker, she submitted something to our building staff where we had to be on the lookout. She submitted a be on the lookout form. So there were and posted all around the office and they were only up for a day normally they're they're posted up for like months at a time so when it got we still have we still have one of the guys who like threatened our tv station in the bathrooms like it's been oh, wow. either a year or two yeah yeah so because these things are normally up for long periods of time when it was taken down so quickly i almost wondered i'm like okay was she trying to make a point to her ex what was really going on there and admittedly like i regret maybe not seeing that for the sign that it was because it was taken down so quickly and that was so abnormal for the situations that we had experienced whereas this guy really was a danger to her and i actually don't remember seeing the the bolo i remember her telling me about it so that's like another thing like was she was she telling me so that hopefully i would say something 
anything to her or whatnot. Like her and I, we shared a wall in between our offices. And in our building, the offices are like paper thin. Like you can hear a whole conversation. And so it was weekly, if not daily, I would hear her and him arguing about situations that were going on, whether or not it was he liked some girl's Instagram post or she followed some guy and some guy was gassing her up because she's on the radio station and maybe that person was trying to get a song on the state, whatever it was. I just remember they would like unnecessarily argue about that. And I remember trying to explain to her, I was like, you, like Nicole and I have never argued about that. If I even liked an ex's Instagram photo, it would be a non-thing because Nicole's not monitoring what I'm doing on the app. And I was trying to explain to her like that's, it's not a healthy relationship for you two to be like the, uh, the gotcha moments, the like, look, see, I caught you screwing up. That's what it felt like from an outside perspective was just them trying to get at each other for that. And so I kept trying to tell her how that was toxic. And, and you know, it, it, again, the way I delivered it to her was more of a friendly coworker feel, not necessarily super serious. So if I could do it again, I would be more like, hey, no, like, I know we're joking, but like, in all seriousness, like, this isn't, this isn't right. I do remember at one point I did have a conversation with her about her relationship. I think I was asking her, I was like, why do you stay with this guy? Obviously, again, like in a friendly coworker type manner. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons I never pressed her on what was going on in her life was because her responses did seem so normal and she didn't give off any inclination that there was something more serious going on at home. I don't know, maybe it would have taken a couple of times or maybe actually really pressing into her to see what was going on. You know, I just bring this all up because I felt it was something that we did touch on in the main episode. And I just hope that there's at least one person listening that's maybe thinking about one of their coworkers and actually has the courage to maybe say something once or twice. I mean, don't harass people about it. Don't be like, what's really going on at home? But, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for you to just and ask I feel like workers are doing. Right. I feel like it has to be done the correct way, right? Like, like I came off as the friendly coworker when bringing it up to her because like we were cool with each other. We were, we were office neighbors, but like we were we weren't like friendly like you and I we weren't working on projects together making social content together like we weren't doing that I would help her with stuff so like it wasn't that it wasn't close enough to really be too serious like if it, if I did get too serious my concern was that it would come off as an attack and she would get upset or offended and then, then you also have to toe that line too you know yeah because you don't want someone to double down and be like no I'm absolutely gonna stay with this person even if you think you know something's going on but yeah mm-hmm. I thought it was important to bring up just because you never really know what your coworkers are going through because you only see them for so much. Just like my coworkers who I never see anymore because we're all in different states. We covered a lot of ground on this episode. We talked a little bit about gaslighting. So if you want to hear more from a professional standpoint about how to deal with people who are gaslighting you, how to recognize it in your own relationships, check out the episode I did with Dr. Margaret Rutherford a couple of weeks ago. And I think that's really it. Thanks so much for tuning in to another breakdown bonus episode. Hey, I'm going to link some resources on how to approach coworkers and maybe friends if you feel like they're in a dangerous relationship. Also, I'm going to link that episode with Dr. Margaret Rutherford, where we talked about gaslighting and so much more if you want to dive deeper into those topics. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.